0: We're on page Kuf Samech, 160, middle of the Maimir, Koil Doidi, which is um, Pesach Maimur, Topfrage Sameches. Still in the middle of this Maimur. We've just been speaking about how they just like Netzach, the Midas and Netzach of the Nefesh to overcome all obstacles in the service of Hashem to fulfill Theremitis and Pil Mamish is something which doesn't change. It can always be constant because it's rooted in the essence of the soul, which doesn't change. So too in Midasah the aspect of Hoidah, the person has to admit to the truth of Hashem's existence and how everything is bottled to him, even though he doesn't comprehend it or feel it at all. That idea of Hoidah also exists all the times and in every type of soul, no matter what level it is, what level that soul is. And no matter no matter what his intellectual or emotional connection is with Hashem, he always everyone has equally this idea of hayda, Lamas, the truth of Hashem. Especially when we're talking about the hayda of hayda, the higher level of hayda. So there's two levels of hayda, one hayda which comes up um, which is based on a little bit of logic. At least you understand a little bit of the fact that you must be admit to something. And he said example like a, a friend admits to another person's uh, logic his understanding of a certain concept, even though he's, his intellect doesn't yet get it yet, but he understands a, a little bit. Um, that, the, that that his that his friend really got understood it properly. And therefore he admits to him. But he doesn't really get the whole thing. He, it doesn't make sense in his mind. It's not yet his way of understanding. But he understands. He can see that, oh, okay, I see that he does get it right. So it's a Hidah based on a little bit of Havana and asaga, a little bit of understanding. And um, the second type of Hidah is that you don't know anything. That he, even Mitzav, his own seichel and his own understanding, he doesn't know anything, doesn't comprehend it at all. He doesn't get... The, like for example in the greatness of the Chacham Gadol he doesn't understand at all the deep the depth of that person's of that Chacham's understanding and nevertheless he, he is mevatal himself, himself to that to that truth um, and he admits to it so the Kaya Cha'idah this general Kaya in the person's soul and especially the Haidah, the second level of which is totally transcends logic even though he doesn't understand anything <clears throat> and he's, he's mevatal himself, himself to the truth that Koyach v'eda in general, and especially that higher level of v'eda, it's it's rooted in the essence of the soul, because the essence of the soul, and its very essence, and its very core, it knows and it sees everything. It sees the truth of godliness, and it's connected and unified with that truth, and therefore, that is from 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 that truth that the essence of the soul sees is stems from from that truth. Stems the koyach that we have, that every person has to be mo'ida all the ms to admit to the truth of Hashem's existence and revattle himself to that truth. Which basically, the koyach v'eda is a koyach of mevatle to yourself to give yourself totally over to that truth of hashem's existence even if you don't appreciate it and understand it or feel it um so let me say this example in Amunah, like the kaya that every single jewish person has um but he has a simple faith without any understanding or logic without any need to understand something and even the highest levels of souls have that because simple faith is what connects you directly to the simple essence of hashem and therefore, even if you have the greatest understanding, you always want to have a simple faith. You can never let that go. And everything that the, the greatest philosophers have tried to understand about the greatness of Hashem haven't come to one one-thousandth of what we can connect to through our simple faith, which is implanted in the Jewish souls like a like a peg which is deeply rooted in the ground, which can't be moved. Um, nothing can, no foreign winds can take away our amuna. And, and this kayak that Jewish souls have is because even though they don't see the truth of a existence, but their mazalim, the source of their soul, the essence of their soul, experiences that truth and sees it in a very in a clear way. And, be, and being that the essence of the soul sees it, a little bit from that essence drips down into the actual soul and clothed in the body and therefore produces that k'yach And so too it is in k'yach the ability that we have to admit to the truth, <coughs> Hashem's truth, that He is the only true existence, everything has bottled Him into mevat ourselves to that, also is rooted in the essence of the soul. And being that the essence of the soul sees that truth, therefore also... And the essence of is totally nullified and connected to that truth in its very essence. And therefore, also the, a person within his conscious reality can also produce that idea of Hayda and himself to that truth, even though he doesn't know it at all. <coughs> so on the top line of Kuf Soi. So this k'ayah that a person has it stems from the essence of the soul, um... So with that so it can, it can, uh, the fact that a person has this ability to admit to the truth of his own existence and that everything is totally bottled to Hashem that allows a person also to become to nullify his whole existence to godliness because the essence of the soul experience is that. So a bitl and the bitl that it, that it produces It's not just a bitl which is more an external which doesn't take over the whole person which is more like an outer like affecting only his action, but this is a bitl which actually permeates his whole existence, his whole being. As it's known that the bitl, the, the self nullification that haido produces is a lot greater than the bitl that is produced by logic, by intellect. Because when a person's bittul is coming from his understanding of the greatness of Hashem, then he's not he's not misbattled. He doesn't become nullified in his the essence of his existence. The bittul doesn't permeate his whole being. He, he still remains his own existence, his own independent entity, with his own feeling of self. Only the fact is, only is the thing is that he's he nullifies himself to that which is greater than him. So that is a, he understands that Hashem is greater than him. Therefore, he misbatal himself to Hashem. But that bitl doesn't permeate the very core of his being because it's only based on intellect. Therefore, it's a limited bitl. Therefore, it only takes over, it only permeates to his actions or um, whatever, to his thoughts, his speech and action, but not to his very core of his being. But the which is produced through even though in this bitl there is no energy and there's no feeling there's no enthusiasm because it's not because like we said before is when a person doesn't have any intellectual emotional relationship with hashem so there is no feeling behind this there is no enthusiasm behind this battle and the battle itself is not any internalized bitl, meaning it doesn't he doesn't feel it's something which is not what's connected to his inner feelings because it's something which is, he's not relating to like for example when a person is attached totally to hashem through his intellectual understanding or his emotional appreciation is intellectual appreciation, and emotional connection to Hashem it becomes totally attached. And that, there is a panemistic feeling because it's based on intellect and emotions. And this, Haidah, doesn't have any inner bitl, doesn't have any inner chayas in it, any oyer panemi. Uh, but the actual bitl itself is something which takes over the whole the being of the person. It affects his very essence, not just his outer layers of his, his thoughts, speech, and action, but even to his very core of his being, to his, his intellect and to his emotions. It can change the whole person. And the reason that this bitul of a dog does permeate the whole to the very core of a person is because that its true source, the true true source of this bitul. Is from the amitesa Is from the true, essential Bittl, which is in the essence of the soul, because the essence of the soul sees, perceives the essence of Hashem. Being that the essence of the soul perceives the essence of Hashem, and therefore sees the truth of Hashem's existence, that everything is bital. Therefore, the bital that this hayda produces also is a bital which permeates the very essence of the person. And that's why this this power, this ability to be moideh to admit to the truth of his being, is only in the Jewish souls. That, um, that only within the Jewish souls, they have this ability, this power to admit, to move out of their, their minds, their perception to the truth, to something which is not, which they don't understand, which they don't comprehend at all. Only the Jewish souls have that power um, to, to admit to something which they don't understand at all. Because this power to be made into something that to, to be made into something which doesn't have any understanding in comes from the bitul at the essential bitl, which is rooted in the essence of the soul, because the essence of the soul perceives this 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 truth of Hashem's being. So basically, that's why we have this ability to admit to ourselves to something to surrender ourselves to a truth which is totally greater than us, which is totally something which we don't understand at all, it's because the essence of our soul perceives that. And therefore, it's something natural for us to do because our very essence, um, or the essence of our being also appreciates that. Therefore, even in our conscious lives, we can have that experience of surrendering ourselves to a truth which is greater than us because that is part of our nature. And they're based on this. The fact that every Jewish soul has this natural Therefore, Mandalay The Gemara says, whoever doesn't bow down when he's saying Moidim in Shmoina Esrei in the Amida prayer, Shidrosi Nochosh, his spine becomes like a snake. and it continues. The Chazal says that also he doesn't get up to the the to the resurrection of the of the dead. So, what's the reason that the sages say that somebody who doesn't bow by Moidim, which is seemingly, seemingly a very simple thing? Why should he deserve such an intense punishment that his spine becomes like a uh, nakhash like a snake, and he will not get up for the resurrection of the dead? What is the connection also to the snake here? Why specifically does spine comes like a snake? Why does it say like another type of punishment? And also, why does he not deserve the resurrection of the dead? It's simply a very simple infraction of it. It's not really going against Hashem's will or a specific mitzvah. So the reason is, like we said before, being that a person doesn't have even the simple hayda, which that is idea of bowing down by moidim. Moidim is the word haidah. You're admitting to Hashem's truth when you're saying that part of the Shemina Esri. Moidim and Achal We admit to your truth that you are the only true existence and everything is bottle to you. And you're expressing that haydah by bowing down, which bowing down is an expression, physical expression of the bittle that you're putting your head down, which implies that you're, not, you're letting go of your intellect and you're just surrendering yourself to Hashem's truth. So um, being that a person is showing that he doesn't even have that level of hidah which comes from the very essence of his being, which is basically very natural for him because he's a Jewish soul. That shows you that the person has become disconnected, God forbid, from his the essence of his being and its essential connection to the essence of Hashem. And therefore the person is like the primordial snake, the first snake which caused Adam to sin, which didn't have any good within him whatsoever. The person has disconnected himself in his very essence from the essence of his being, which basically means disconnecting himself from the essence of godliness. And therefore, he is like the Nachash HaKadmeidi, and therefore doesn't deserve to have Tichas But the Rebbe Shab says here, The truth is, however, that even though it says this in this Chazal, if a person doesn't do that, it shows that he doesn't have that connection, The truth is that really everyone does have that connection, and therefore it's impossible for a person not to have that k'e'cheidah. Unless maybe, like it says in um, in Tanya, when it speaks about that every single person will give up their, will be mo'isim nafshim, will give up their lives, sacrifice their lives not to go against the Shem's will, not to bow down to an idol. And it says all over there, al-haroyv, mostly. And basically it explains in different places that, I think the Friedrich Rebbe says, that only if a person basically has gone to the deeps, the depths of Klippa, and basically desensitized himself so much so that he doesn't even feel his essence of his being, he doesn't feel his own essence anymore, then a person could go against that and not bow down to the idol in that moment and basically deny his actual, deny himself. Um, so maybe that's what it means over here. A person doesn't bow down to meaning he's come to that level of denying his being, denying himself, self denial, that he therefore. Doesn't He's like the Nachash Muni. He's become so desensitized to his essence because of his ribui his overly indulgence in physical physicality and in basically various. But the Rebbe is saying that every single Jewish person really does, in truth, have this koyach this ability to admit Hashem's truth. And at least if he doesn't have the hayda, which is based on reason, based on logic, like I said before, at least every single every single person has the hayda of the hayda, the higher level. In the Haydah, which stems from the very essence of the soul. Which is basically, you cannot tarnish that, you can't get rid of that, because it's, it's it's rooted in your very essence. So the more external level of Haida, which is based on logic, maybe that you could get rid of, that which you could you could deny, but you cannot deny, you cannot get rid of yourself. Um, or maybe you could, like we're saying in Tanya, that Allah al that person could even desensitize, desensitize himself to that, who is very essence. So this power to admit to Hashem's truth and to himself, to surrender himself totally to Hashem's will, exists in every Jewish person constantly, without change, because it stems from the essence of the soul, which is always connected to the essence of Hashem. So through, now, the person activates his Haida down here, the physical person down here admitting to Hashem's truth, and also in the sense of Haida also means thanking Hashem and praising Him. Like we say, we praise you, we thank you, admit to your truth. Through that, you also produce, like we said, you also activate and draw down, arouse a revelation of that level of Hashem's Hashem's hoid, from your hoidah down here, you're activating the hoidah above, the glory of Hashem's hoidah above, which is is Gili which is the revelation of the inner core of Kessar, like we said before. I'm on the verse "Hayd v'hadr is referring to the inner core of Kesar, which is basically the infinite essence of Hashem, and the hadr is just the hadr from that, the, the the um ray from that. Um, so through your hayda down here, I didn't say when the shimp nimshach really draw down the strength and the revelation of Hashem. This basically, of the inner core of Kesser. O b'zer chelik beiz, reish yisre, daf samach zayin written in Zoyar, Another idea about this hoidah, another place we find this Haidah about Yisroi before Matan um, Torah, before the giving of the Torah, that he admitted, uh, that Hashem is greater than all other gods. Like it says, Rashi says that, that Yisroi was makar he knew all the different idol worship of the world, but he, then he realized that now I know, I see after all the miracles of Mitzrayim and that Hashem is greater than all the other gods. The high that basically through this that, that, uh, that Yisrael was made to, admitted to the truth of Hashem's existence and that he is the, the true true God, the true ruler, then all the other all the opposite sides, the other sides, meaning the unholy sides of the world where Iskafin were subdued and, um, and they also admitted to Hashem's truth and that caused that Hashem should be able to rule over the world be the only rule over the world and above and the higher realms and the lower realms when even the Klippa admitted to his truth. Because Yisrael, which, which originally was not Jewish, was a convert. And even he, which experienced all the Klippa, admitted to Hashem's truth, that caused that all the Klippa in the world should admit to Hashem's truth. And therefore, the Hashem is the ruler even over Klippa, over every single realm. Even though he was before that, obviously, because Hashem created the Klippa and it's on his side, but in a revealed way also now. Like the, like the verse says, Like it says in the verse, Hashem will be exalted by himself alone, meaning he'll be the only ruler, and it will be in a revealed way the only ruler on that on that day. And through the fact that Yisrael admitted to Hashem's truth and Hashem's greatness, through that caused the, um, the idea of giving of the Torah. So that was the necessary preface, in order to receive the Torah, to bring about that revelation of Mount which basically is this idea we're saying here, that through the Hidah down here, like you just said, through the Hoidah we admit to Hashem's truth, through that you, you arouse and draw down the revelation of Hashem's the glory of His Hoid, meaning of His, like you said, the revelation of the inner core of Atik, which that was the revelation which happened at Mount which was the revelation of Hashem's very essence down here into the world, and then afterwards also through our learning Torah. So that's why Yisrael had to admit in order to bring that about. <speaking in Hebrew> so now a little bit more explanation how this idea of Heidah is has the ability to arouse all the way in Hashem's very essence. Because the verse says, <speaking in Hebrew> the superior quality of, of godly light comes about from the darkness specifically. So this is obviously a deeper explanation in this verse. The highest level of godliness is aroused through when you are dealing and you're transforming the darkness. meaning through the darkness being transformed to light, that's how you arouse the highest level of Godliness. And therefore, specifically through this idea of Ha'idah, and especially the Haida of Yisra, which is even coming from the, the, the lowest levels, he wasn't Jewish beforehand, and he came to admit, admitting to the Shem's truth that brought about the highest level of revelation of Godliness because He's transferring the darkness to light. So that's why, in general, through Hayda, because the whole idea of Hayda, the concept of Hayda, is something which is from far. Meaning, the person when he's at this level of Hayda, he feels himself distant from Godliness. He doesn't have any. Intellectual appreciation, intellectual relationship, or emotional relationship with Shen when he's idea of when he's experiencing hayda. It's just I admit, even though I don't understand. Therefore, he experiences no connection, attachment to godliness at all in a revealed way, and therefore he's richuk. And that's the whole experience of Haida as an experience of Rihuk. He's standing at the utmost, the utmost distance from feeling close to Hashem. And nevertheless, he still admits to the truth of Hashem's existence and, and surrenders himself and nullifies himself to Hashem's truth through this Haida, like we said before. So that's Haida, it's basically coming from the ultimate distance, the ultimate Rihuk. So in that moment when he's maida ala emes, even though he's far, He's experiencing a rachik, a distant person who becomes close now to Hashem. And therefore, he's now subduing the sitra achra, the, the richuk, anything which is far, which is all the sitra achra, all the klipa, all the on the holy side. And that specifically has the ability to arouse the highest levels of godliness. When you take the darkness and you transform it to light, which that's the whole general experience of Eidah. He's in a place of darkness. of He doesn't feel any closeness, any revelation of godliness at all. No relationship in his mind or heart with godliness. And yet he still admits, therefore he's transforming the richuk, anything which is far from Hashem, all the klipa, to transforming all that to light, to be connected to Hashem. And therefore arousing the highest levels of godliness. Because that's when you have the ability to arouse the highest levels, is, is when you're transforming the darkness. Like we said, Yisra na'oyer mina And that's why Yisra specifically had the da in order to bring about the revelation of the essence of Hashem at the giving of the Torah. So here the Mimer takes this verse in a deeper sense. <speaking in foreign language> it comes with the word shuruk, the vowel shuruk, which is the three dots, two next to each other and one below. Um, Sorry, not the segal, the shuruk, which is three dots in a diagonal line. So what does this mean? The shuruk, so the three dots, they refer to netzach and so But they in a general sense, netzach and hoid, which is the, the main spheres of which are symbolized by this shuruk vowel. So the idea of the shuruk, hu, it refers to netzach and these two spheres which we've been speaking about for a long time. Yitzachin, overcoming any obstacles and being strong on our kib and And hoid, admitting to Hashem's truth, even though you don't understand it. Shub v'chinas, which all stems from the essence of the soul, shub v'chinas haydol levad. So the shuruk, the seirika b'nias seine, is the shuruk as Netzach Hedyd, which is v'chidol levad. You only have, and you're only experiencing a low level of connection, which is hayda, without any revealed, emotional or intellectual relationship. V'chinas bittol b'tachis v'chidazul chulu. But the utmost bittol when you're when you're having this hayda, because it's a bittol which. Basically, permeates the very essence of your being, like I said before, because it comes to the essence of the soul. And specifically, through this level of bitul, which is in hayda, you come to the highest levels of godliness. And that is what is expressed in that verse of Um I don't remember the whole explanation in that mimer, um, how that verse exp- expresses that, but that's what it's explained over there in the mimer in er that specifically through the Sereka of the Shuruk, which is the that that's how you come to the highest levels of godliness because you're far and nevertheless in the and bringing the far and transforming it. And like I said earlier in the beginning of the Mimer, this is the main service that we have in our in our last exile that we're experiencing right now, that we're in right now, is to, to activate our Netzach and of our souls because that is this last golus, is like you said, Adam and Yishmol, Adam and Yishmol, are Netzach and of Klipa, and therefore, in order to combat that, we have to activate the Netzach and within ourselves and our Godly soul. And through activating Netzach and the Godly soul, you can stand up against and overcome the Netzach and of Klipa of the unholy side. And not only can you, can you basically have the ability to overcome it, have the ability to stand up against it and not be, not be defeated by the Klipa Netzach and But on the contrary, are you actually able to cause to subdue the, the Netzakhid and Hid of Klipa? Not just to not be phased by it, but even subdue it to bring it down. So now we can even say this is a very big Kiddush, that we can even stand up against the Netzach and of Klipa. Because the in the opposite um, side, in the opposite side, meaning in Klipa, Netzach and of Klipa are very, very strong, very intense. Even more than the Klippa of Mitzrayim, which is the which is the highest level, usually, of Klippa. kesser of Klippa, which is the highest level, even transcending all the regular spheres. Kaser, the crown, like a, like a king. Intense, intense Klippa. So, But the netzach and the of Klippa is even stronger than the Klippa of Mitzrayim. As explained in another place regarding the Klippa of Mitzrayim, which is even more intense and harder to defeat than the Klippa of Mitzrayim. Which klipa of a now is this idea of netzach and hoid of Klippe. so The idea of a Malik, do shahu keach and and luma is the power of nitzach and the netzach of the klipa. Um, that was the whole idea of a is being able to be victorious to me, stand up against the Jewish people, the first ones to stand up against us to fight against us after experiencing the miracles of Mitzrayim. They were the first nation to do that, so they were not being phased by anything that Hashem did. All the miracles of Hashem and still standing up against us—that's the idea of netzach. But how it is in klipa. Not being phased by any good things, by any Kedusha, and still standing up against the Kedusha. As I explained in at length and in another place in the Mimer entitled Remember what a Malik Did to You, Simon Bays and in Daniel chapter two, The legs his legs were of barzal, of of iron. Um, which is referring to the, the fourth kingdom, meaning the last Golos which we're in, I like to see what it says in in Shabbat on the verse basically we see that in Daniel, when it speaks about the vision where he sees the four kingdoms, the four Goloses, he sees that this last Golos is connected to this idea of malik and the idea of Netzach, of Klippa. So yeah. After the prince Nevertheless, even though the klipa of uh, Netzach of klipa is very intense, even stronger than the Klippa of Mitzrayim, the Keser of Klippa, nevertheless, still the, the Netzach of kedusha has the ability to break, to shatter the of the the Netzach of Klippa, of a Malik. So to explain this, how does the Netzach of kedusha have the ability to overcome, to break down? The Netzach of Kli, but the Bichinahs and Netzach and the Kedusha and his Bara LeEl shall take of Shabaihu. The Yese Bichinahs Keich atmi. The Netzach, how it is in the holy realms, like we explained before, the Teikah Shabai, this intense power that it has, is because it's connected. The Yese Bichinahs because it is an essential power. What does that mean? Behind Shizol, the Teikah atmi, Shabai atmi nefesh, Shabai atmi This intense strength that the the, the, the Netzach, the Netzachin the netzach, of Kedusha experiences, it stems from. The essential strength, which comes from the essence of the soul, which is connected in its very essence to the essence of Hashem. And therefore, just like the essence of Hashem cannot be changed and cannot be moved and swayed, so too, this essential power of netzach, which comes from the essence of the soul, cannot be moved either. It's experiencing an essential power. It's an essential power, not something which is not caused by anything external, only because it's connected to the very essence of the soul, which is connected to the essence of Hashem. And from this stems the power of Nitzachin to stand up against any obstacle which is trying to prevent us to serve Hashem, because of that essential connection that the Netzach has from the um, to the essence of Hashem. We like you explained, also the to admit to Hashem's truth and to battle ourselves to Hashem. This also comes from the essence of the, the essence and the core of the soul. The malasalayu Khazi, like we said, because the source of the soul, the very essence of the soul, sees the truth of Godliness, and therefore uh, it trickles down into the soul, which is conscious, felt, consciously felt within the body, and gives that ability of heida to the actual soul within the body. and the bitul also permeates the whole to the very core of the person because it's a bitul which stems from the very essence of the soul. The this ability that we have within the soul, this special power to mevatel ourselves to the essence of Hashem and to be to nitzokhin, to stand up against any tests, which is, um, this ko'yach that we have in the essence of our soul is because it's because the essence of the soul is in essence the essence of Hashem. It's a literal piece of Hashem's essence to add some he amazing line here the essence of godliness is the essence of the soul the essence of the soul that's why the essence of the soul has this unbelievable power this unbelievable strength if we tap into it to be nitzach to be and to be made the ms and to to that truth because the essence of the soul is the essence of godliness like it says your god just like the like the child is Nim Just like the the child is from the essence of the Father. <clears throat> from the seed that the Father gives over to the mother, from that seed which is, comes from the essence of the Father, is what comes the Son. So therefore, the Son has the essence of the Father. So too, we have just like that's what we're called children. Of Hashem. We have the essence of Hashem within us. Like I mimer in Perig Vav. In the Meimor entitled "Kikasher Shemayim Chadashim," beinin rotsi v'shoyiv chulu yuuyin sham. See over there. Hare. So to conclude, the Benishamis were on the page kusamachalat now. The Benishamis says, "We can ask the Netzach v'hoi chabahem who we can ask that in the Jewish souls, the Netzach and hoi that they have in their godly souls, it is a k'aych atmi. It's a essential power shemitzad atmi seyin seif chulu because of stemming from the very essence of Hashem. Because he said that this power, which is rooted in the essence of the soul, is actually really." Like we said, etzem al kushu etzem an shama. So this power that we have to stand up against any obstacles and to admit to Hashem's truth and to nullify ourselves to that truth comes. It's an essential power stemming from the very essence of God. And therefore, it's it's It essentially exists, meaning it exists in its very essence. There's nothing else. It cannot not exist. Just like Hashem, Hashem Himself cannot not exist. He's It must exist whereas everything else is just caused from Hashem, and therefore it doesn't. It's Efshariah, it, it, it can exist if Hashem creates it, but it can also not exist. But netzach and hoid of the soul, which stems from the very essence of godliness, just like the essence of Hashem has to exist. These levels always have to exist. Therefore, they have a kim atzmi, an essential kiyom. It cannot change. They cannot change. They cannot be um, put away. They can't be choylef forever. They can't, be, um, they can't go away from the person. Because they're part of his very essence. And this is this is the reason why we can stand up against the the strongest klipa of a the Netzach and Hoid of klipa, which is even stronger than the klipa of Mitzrayim. Because the Netzach and Hoid of klipa of Lumazeh a take about him. It doesn't stem from an essential strength. It's just a chutzpah It's a very very intense chutzpah which doesn't make any sense. It's not, it's not logical. It's just the chutzpah of is ma'le but it's actually lamat vadas it's a chutzpah which doesn't make sense and that chutzpah is so intense that it has a very intense power because it's not based on logic at all it doesn't make any sense why Amalek should go up against us even though we, they just saw the miracles that Hashem did but that's the clip of a, that's the of and hoy but it doesn't have an essential strength because its, essence, its strength is not coming from anything real it's coming from fake chutzpah chutzpah that isn't based on anything It's a, it's illogical Whereas the, the strength of our netzach in of hoid the, of the godly soul comes from, because it's connected to the very essence of Hashem, which is a kium atmi. It's an essential kium. It, it, it has to exist and it can never change, just like the Shem's essence can never change. and it always has to exist. And therefore, we can overcome and break the netzach in of hoid of by activating and using our netzach in of our souls, our Kedusha. We'll stop there. Five lines at the top of Kufsa Mechalif.